Welcome to Damarindo Podcast, the Latinx show where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show. Woo! On this episode of Tamarindo, we're going to start by first telling you how we did on our last reto, our personal challenge, where we challenged all of you, and we also did it too, to budget and live your life under a fixed number. It was $60 for us for Monday through Friday. So you'll hear how we did with that reto. And then the focus of today's episode is to delve into a conversation on how to live a more healthy life by sharing some of the small pasitos or steps that Anna Shayla and I have made to to be a little bit more conscious about how we eat and how we move our bodies. But before we do all of that, I want to let you know that if you are looking for a podcast about film, TV, and media representation, look no further than Cabronas y Chingonas. They have weekly episodes covering queer and POC representation in media from a Latinx perspective. Maite and Fried Papita have an unconventional rating system consisting of cafecitos and pan dulce that will lead you to your new favorite Netflix show or feel-good movie. Listen and subscribe to Cabronas y Chingonas on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also check them out at cabronasychingonas.com. A little note about today's episode. We had a little bit of technical difficulties and hopefully it's not a big distraction to all of y'all. It's a nice reminder to let you all know that we are completely independent, a team of three, and we love your reviews. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's take it away. So for this episode's reto... Brenda and I challenged ourselves to create a budget for our weekly expenses that would be challenging given our own personal situations. And so basically what we considered as part of these expenses were like commutes, meals out, lunches, things like that. And to make it even more, you know, real, we took out cash money so that we could really feel the pain or at least, you know, just be more mindful as we were spending the money. So... Brenda, let's start with you. I want to hear about, you know, how it went for you. Well, first of all, tell me how much, you know, what your budget was and how that went. You know, how did you prepare for the week? What were some of the changes that you made? You know, how did you enjoy it? You know, anything else that, you know, doing this reto made you think about? Yes. Okay, Anasheva, I will tell you. And (laughs) what we told folks to do is basically based on my budget. So I did it by $60. And we, we, Anna Shayla and I had a big discussion about like, what should we encourage people to do? And we, we arrived at 60, although she thought it was too much. So she actually went for less, which you'll hear mm-hmm. in a minute. So we, we promoted on our social media and invited all of you all to do it as well for $60. But we also said, of course, like you just said, said Anna Shayla to go ahead and adjust it to what works for you. So I went with the $60 for my Monday through Friday expense. And, um, I arrived at that figure because I think about like, Going to and from work is $1.75 each way because I take the metro. And then if you go out to lunch, occasionally it's going to be $12, $15 because it's Los Angeles. And then going out to happy hour because it's very tempting. (laughs) At least $20 is what I thought. This is foreshadowing. And you were planning. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I won't get ahead of myself. (laughs) Foreshadowing. So, okay. So that was my budget. Okay. I'm going to go $60. We took out. I took $60 cash on Monday. Did really great. Actually, this is what I prepared. On Sunday, mm-hmm. I meal prepped. Mm-hmm. So I meal prepped so I would have like yes. lunch, lunch to go. For the uh, whole week? Well, I did. For, I got pretty far. Like okay. I, I, I usually do when I do meal prep, it's like for like three or four days. And then maybe I do it again on Wednesday. So I meal prepped for the week and I was so great. I took my lunch to work on Monday. Like, woohoo, I'm in this game. Tuesday, <laughs> still in it. And then. This is and part, then what happened? Brenda? Then I, I, I had this happy hour with these friends. And so I know, man. And so I even put it on social media. Like, do you all think that people, it was like a mixed bag because we did like a poll. Do people believe that I could do happy hour in LA for 20 bucks? Most people believe that you could, right? Thank you for believing in me, Rasa. But (laughs) (laughs) um, you were all wrong. You should have known better. You were all wrong. Yes. So here's what happened. So I went to happy hour with some girlfriends. I took the bus to get there because mm-hmm. normally yes. we're taking the lift, a lift to get there. Right. I took a bus, so that kept me, you know, on in the game. And then we go to happy hour, and they had because I got there a little later. They already ordered for me, so there was like these two tacos, which I, you know, of course I ate. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'm on the hook for those two, those two tacos. Mm-hmm. I ordered like the cheapest beer, and then they were already a couple margaritas in. Mm. Then they ordered more margaritas, but then I wanted a hot taco, so I added an extra taco. So if you looked at just my tab, technically I only ordered $15, 
But um, we split the check. We split the check at the end. So um, it was about 100 bucks. And by then, I ended up spending $40 um, when you include tax and tip. So then so I. So you were out at I, that point? Oh, no. Oh, no. I still, still had, had about $10 okay. left. Okay. So had, you were doing really good the first. Yes. First I was doing days. so good the, like the first couple of days. Then I was like, oh, man, I have $10 left. So then Thursday and Friday I had to go out to, to um, kind of try to make it last. But I, I didn't make it. I would say that I went over about $10. But it was hard and, and happy hour for 40 bucks when your budget's only 60 really, really threw right. me for a loop. So, how did you do? Well, how, I mean, how did you, did you enjoy it overall, by the way? Or oh, what was it? Did you um, have any, any takeaways or any kind of changes that you're taking with you? As, as well, you? you know, it made me very aware of you know, how different, like how much money I spend, especially right. on eating out. So yeah. if you're the type of person that's going to happy hour more than once a week, that's a lot of money that's being spent on, on very expensive things, right? So it made me aware of that. It also made me aware of the the custom as Latinas. I went out with my Latinas, my Latina girlfriends. The custom of, uh, for, at least for me, for my my friends, we don't really like to like to like um, we treat each other occasionally. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't be like, hey guys, I only spent fifteen dollars. Like that would not fly. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it makes it even harder. So on those social settings, that pressure. Like even if you want to be on a budget, it made me aware that when you do social things. Sometimes whatever your plan, it might go out the window. So made me aware of those things. And I'm going to continue to plan my meals because that's the way to save some money. So that's what I took away. Like that. Yeah. How about you? So for me, my budget was $40. And the reason the budget, my budget was $40 is because, um, number one, I'm, I'm starting a business. So my budget is already tighter. We're bootstrapping, meaning that we are using kind of our own money to to help fund us while we get more more revenue. Yeah. So that, yeah. So my budget's already pretty tight. But I, um, but I didn't really have a good budget for my week. So this challenge was really good for me to start thinking about how much do I really want to be spending and how much do I need to spend to you know, really have a good time during the week. So just being more intentional about my spending, right? Um, And then also uh, because I have more flexibility. So I can work from home sometimes. So I have a little, I had a little bit more flexibility, which really helped for this challenge. So the way that I prepared, uh, the first thing is that I actually went home to my parents' house for the weekend. And so while I was there, uh, my parents, my mom made me some tortillas. Oh, thank you, mommy. I know. And she made me like a big tub of beans, like delicious <laughs> beans. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm trying to reclaim the word beaner. We'll talk about that maybe. Oh. Maybe <laughs> pin that for another episode. I know. Love right? it. I, I, love I definitely it. want to see what people think Pri- about that. Pri- but you know, it's like beans, anyways, nutritious and you know, delicious. But <laughs> anyways, um, so that and then I had we still had I had some leftovers from Todo Verde from our from our brunch. Oh yeah, so, our vegan brunch. Which was we always, unique. you know, I'm always we're always scared about having like I'm always scared about like not having enough food so we ended up having like too much food and yeah but anyways so that leftover leftovers like kind of set me up a little bit with my that was a little bit of my meal planning that's excellent hey (laughs) right so there was that and then I did some grocery shopping over the weekend which I do anyways but just like being ready for for the week um so that was some of my prep and then uh the changes that I made is that um, yeah, so I, so I didn't spend any any money on food on lunch during the the whole week because of either you know, the food leftovers I had, and then also um, just made food the days that I worked. So I worked a few days from home, and so those days I definitely just made food there. So that was really helpful. And then um, the the days I did go to an office, well, one day I got to work at a, a co working space that was on the west side, so that helped out my that's partner. where you live, so it's close yeah, by. Yeah, my partner dropped me off, so I didn't have to spend anything on parking. Nice, and then, like, picked me up because <laughs> that. Downtown LA parking, man, it'll get you. Right. And then um, when I did go to my downtown office space, I took the train, which I usually try to do at least once a week anyways, but this time I did it twice a week. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful. And then, you know, one day I actually, the, the 7th and Metro station, which is like the, the last station, like it's usually where I get off and also where I, you know, where I, where I start to get back home. Yeah. It, the stop wasn't working. So oh, it was, no. yeah, like so there was such like some a major power, stop There was too. like, I know oh there was some powder outage or something. And so basically, you know, I was like excited to go home and I get there and they basically tell us all that if we, we have to either take the bus to the next station or, you know, just figure it out. Oh so, no. 
yeah, girl. So then, um, so I go upstairs and I'm like, I guess I'm taking the bus because I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep with this challenge and, you know, that's real. Like, yeah, I'm glad you had a curveball too. I'm glad yeah, I wasn't the I know, only one. I, really, I was like, this is just, I was like, I was trying to take it in stride and I was like, this is perfect for this experience. You know what I mean? For this challenge. You thought you were going to queen me, right? And then yeah, I really like, did. So anyways, so I walked to try to take the bus, but there's like thousands of people. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. Like hundreds there of people. There might be thousands. I don't hundreds know. of people that were trying to take the bus. And so, of course, like everybody was pushing. And I was like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm going <laughs> to. It's okay. We so, cuss on this podcast. So anyway, so I was like, oh, okay. I got, I got a good idea. I'm going to walk to the next bus station and take the bus from there Clever. right so i go over there but of course the buses that the buses that i was supposed to take to take to get to the next station they were not actually stopping there because they were so packed from the original stop oh, no. so i'm waiting there for 30 minutes and none of the buses stop okay so then i'm like crap like i can't it's not i can't take a, a lift home or anything like that so That's then, totally mess so then i'm up. like okay well um maybe i can take like a lime or what are the other scooters <laughs> the little electrical scooters that you yeah, just so take he, yeah so i was trying to find a lime but like I walked over to where it supposedly was, but I couldn't take it because I couldn't find it. So anyways, so I like give up and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to take a lift. So I end up calling uh, an Uber to go to the next station. So at least not all the way home. No, just to the next train stop so that I could take it from there. So I was able to keep it like super, I think it was like less than $5 to get to the next station. But then I felt bad because, you know, like Uber drivers are like protesting and here I'm like trying to, to, I'm taking the cheapest option because that, you know, I was just trying to limit my spending. So it was kind of, it was, it was a tough situation. But anyway, so that's what what I did. What did it make you think of? Like what, like what, like did it make you think of? People or other commuters, well, like yeah. So it made me think about that. Just like you know, uh, people that don't that don't have the option to take Lyft all the way, you know, home and and have to wait for the for the bus and and that's kind of like my situation a little bit right now. If I'm being real, like I really have to be super tight with my budget. So it was kind of it was it was real, like you a know, reminder. And, oh my god, yeah. So it was. What are, th- are there any like tips that you like would leave people on how to be on a budget if you're trying to like live Monday through Friday? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the meal planning is 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 really clutch. If you can really do that on Sunday, that that's so helpful because that's one like a very clear way. That's like a spend that you really don't need to to make, right? That you'd be you could spend on so many other things, whether it's you know to to stay on your budget or, or for enjoyment. You know what I mean? I love it. Well, it was really. I'm glad you came up with that that challenge. It's a cool reto. We heard from some people they they adjusted based on their budget. Yeah. Like another. One of our Tamarindo podcast fans, Betsy Aime, works from home. So she's like, I could totally do this. You yeah. Know? But yeah. you never know. You might have those curveballs like you did. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or, like, or the happy hours. You just got to say no. So um, why don't we tell folks about our next our next reto? Yes. So, tell um, them, Brenda. Yes. Yeah, so Mother's Day is coming up. So our next reto is about madres. Nuestras mamás. I so, love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. Hola, mommy. <laughs> so <laughs> we invite you to do something healthy with your mom. So this could be going on a walk with your mom, introducing her to like a cool app. What other examples do you have, Anashela? What else could people do with their moms to... Yeah, so I think especially since our moms, you know... um part of an aging population. So working on, you know, things that like maybe help them, you know, activate their their brain more. So yeah, like like you mentioned, like downloading an app that maybe helps with like brain games or, you know, learning a language or something like that. So those are some ideas. Oh, so including, so not just physical? Yeah, not just physical. So just really it. think about our, our, our mom's overall well-being, which I think especially for the generation above us, it's something that they don't really think about that much. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. So we challenge you. That's your next reto is to do something like that and let us know about it. And then speaking about moms, um, we are going to do a whole episode about our mommies. So I want to invite all of you to tell us about a dicho or consejo, which is a tip, that your mom has given you that you still think about today. So if you want to be extra cool and awesome, we would love for you to record a voice memo. So there's a little app on your phone that says voice memo. Record yourself telling us about this dicho or this um, consejo that your mom has instilled in you, and send it to us. You can send it to contact at tamarindopodcast.com. If you're a little shy and afraid of your voice, you could just email it to us. Write us a little story. Tell us all about it. And we may even play it on our next episode. So can you please do it before Cinco de Mayo, por favor? That's an easy date to remember. Do it by Cinco Cinco de Mayo, Mayo. because that's when we're going to record our Mamacita episode. I'm excited to hear some of these dichos and these consejos. It's never too late to learn, you know? Yes, matraca for the mamas. You obviously like listening to powerful and inspired women, so we want to tell you about another show that highlights women who are trailblazers and chingonas, just like us. 
Latina de Latina, hosted by broadcast veteran Alicia Menendez, lets you listen in on intimate conversations with some of the most fascinating Latinas in the U.S. These women are changing the world in media, business, fashion, fitness, y más. From Hollywood power producers to chefs building culinary empires to activists redefining bravery, guests on Latina to Latina are the types of women you'll come to admire. So take a listen and subscribe to Latina to Latina wherever you listen to podcasts and visit latinatolatina.com for more. So this is really interesting. So heart disease, while heart, heart disease and cancer are two leading causes of death for Latinos, we actually have lower death rates than whites for most of the 10 leading causes of death. So the three exceptions being kidney disease, chronic liver disease, and, and diabetes. Yeah, that's known as the Latinx paradox, that's right? right? Yeah. yeah. Which we'll maybe cover in another episode. Yes. So according to the CDC, Latinos are 35% more likely to have liver disease, 63% more likely to, have, to be diabetic, and 2.5 times as likely to have undiagnosed diabetes. So one of the big observations that I had kind of from reading these, these stats is that all the diseases that we've mentioned are, are actually preventable. Most of them are preventable if we just, you know, have early detection and also make some lifestyle changes. So that was really interesting to me because really, I feel like that really means that, you know, we've really got some great genes, but what it really comes down to is, you know, economic inequities, lack of information, and lack of access to, to healthcare and resources. Wow. And I also, I think I read somewhere that diabetes is also one of the most expensive chronic diseases. So mm-hmm. as if our community could afford that. Right, exactly. So this is, yeah, these are fabulous, fabulous news, Anna Sheila. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, I think it's just like, you know, some of the facts are a little bit grim, but it's also like, whoa, like we can really make some changes here that would make our community healthier and, and live longer. That's right? true, because what you just shared is that these are all preventable, yet... Um, expensive. They're horrible. Like it sounds dire because we're impacted by it. Right. But they're all preventable. That's right. The good exactly. News. I mean, and, and obviously, like one of the big pieces is like access to healthcare and the fact that we're uninsured. And I think we could spend a whole episode bringing in, you know, somebody, yeah, an expert, might. to talk about uh, healthcare policy. Right. But so today, the way where we're starting is just me and Brenda sharing a little bit about you know how we got started on our wellness journey and sharing some of our tips. So maybe yeah. Brenda, you can share a little bit about how you got started on you know when you became a little bit more aware of, of health. And, and wellness and what your journey has been like and maybe, you know, some changes that you've made in, in recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that my journey is similar to a lot of our, our listeners in that it's like, um, you know, places where it starts and then it fizzles and then it starts and then it fizzles. So I would, I would have to say that when, it, when I first became active, it was a very long time ago, actually, mm-hmm. it was uh, a previous relationship mm-hmm. with a person that happened to be really into fitness. Um, he was a Marine. And he encouraged me to do my first half marathon. Wow. And so, I mean, I couldn't run a mile. I couldn't imagine running a mile. This is when I was like 21 years old. Mm-hmm. There was no freaking way I could run a mile. And now I could say I've done seven, seven marathons and like several half marathons. You've done, you've run seven marathons? I have. It's I been had a no long idea, time. Brenda. It's oh been a long God. time. So I, 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 <laughs> since, I would say since 21, I've definitely been kind of like a, I've had times in my life when I was a gym rat. You know, going out to going out to the gym and doing races, but I would say that maybe the last two or three years I was kind of in a rut and mm-hmm. and not going not going to an active gym or going to something, and it was even to the point. And I know we're not going to talk about this now, but it's it's all connected. But it was even to the point where I have a friend that's a social worker and a therapist. She was like, you know, you don't sound you don't seem like your your happy normal self, mm. and it made me realize it's because I haven't been working out and exercising to the the way that I I used to or have. So that really pushed me to to do something a little bit different. So I um I joined the gym in December <laughs> and I did this challenge. This like this this six week fitness challenge. And this is the first time I would say that I actually followed a meal plan and a diet. Mm-hmm. And as well as going to um, a commitment to meet the six-week challenge where the, the challenge was to either lose um, 20 pounds or 5% body fat. And since I'm a pretty small person, mm-hmm. I think I was really focused more on the percentage body fat than the pounds. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I've come to learn, too, that pounds are kind of irrelevant. It's really like how you feel. And yes, your, exactly. What your clothes feels like. So I got really into this. This uh, I, Although I should tell my listeners, 
that I was very strategic. I was like, I'm gonna beat this challenge. So mm-hmm. I was I was planning to go to Mexico. Gotta save that money. Oh yeah, I was, I was planning <laughs> to go to Mexico for the holidays. So I was like, can we start this diet? So I do my first weigh-in after my Mexico holiday. I oh, ate, I see. I freaking ate everything. So I mean, I did sort of. You had your Mardi Gras. <laughs> I had I had my Mardi Gras. So I would say recently it's been a little bit more. I learned a lot through my meal plan, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about some tips. And I'll tell you some of the things that I learned by doing this meal plan. But I think I've been more interested in in wellness. But what's a little bit more new to me, and I'm so excited to have Ana Sheila as part of Team Tamarindo because it'll help me a little bit further, is is just kind of how it all connects and just thinking about what goes in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think exercise seems like a very natural, like, Okay, I get it. You exercise. And, and, and the other thing, too, is that um, losing weight is such an entry point for people, for, for wellness. But um, I mean, it's, it's not always a successful way to enter wellness. So I'm very, I'm very interested in, in um, I'm still on this journey, basically. I'm, on, I'm still on the journey of I'm getting, I'm getting into health and wellness. And, and I know that you, are, you live in a, a plant-based diet. I have other friends that are mm-hmm. vegan. I, I would say I'm vegan curious. You're flexi- <laughs> you know, flexitarian. I'm a flexitarian. That's a, that's a, that's a, exactly. that's a term for it. So what about you? What what has been your wellness journey? You know, so I think like I had two fa- two phases to, to my wellness journey. And the first phase started maybe about five or six years ago. And that was really more on, on the fitness side. Mm-hmm. So I was working at a startup. I had a long commute. And you know, I used to play sports when I was in high school, but then, you know, I kind of just, when I didn't have, I didn't have that, that community to, to push that kind of habit. So I, I, I lost that a little bit. And so I was eating McDonald's. I wasn't working out. Like I didn't have any accountability partners for anything. So I was just really in a bad place. And so I got to this point where I just did not feel good. And I don't remember what exactly was it that like triggered me to, to finally make a change, but I think it was just, you know, I kind of, it's like my spirit spoke to me and was like, this is kind of the tipping point. You either start making changes right now, or it's going to be a lot harder for you to make real lifestyle changes later. And I think that I also thought a lot about my, my family. And so my abuelita Anita, she actually died from complications of from diabetes. And then my dad has also had suffered serious complications from diabetes. So it's something that is feels is very personal to me. So as we shared earlier, you know, recognizing that diabetes is something that is preventable, but also recognizing that it ran in my family, it was kind of like, well, it really hit home and it really inspired me to take control o- over my life and not let food and, you know, lack of inactivity take over my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the way I first started is, um, first I cut out like all the really intense junk food. So I stopped going no to McDonald's. Yeah. No more McDonald's. I don't think I, I know girl, <laughs> my last McDonald's trips were just getting, I was like, well, what if I just get the fries, right? The fries are, good. The fries are so good. <laughs> But have you seen the videos about how they look the same for like for like months? So no, I don't want to know. But, but it, I, I but don't it, actually go get them, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, to me, but. so yeah, I I haven't been to McDonald's in years. I'm I'm happy to say. But yeah, so I cut out kind of like Jack and the like all my favorite fast food places, the really the really bad ones. So I cut that out, and then I just started trying to eat a little bit better, just like a few you know more greens, more salads, things like that, and then. The fitness part was really hard for me at first. And like, and that's one of the things that I read a lot. You know, it's really the hardest part is creating that habit. And so the way that I started was actually I couldn't for some reason, I couldn't get myself to go to a gym. So I started watching Jillian Michael bootleg YouTube videos. Because oh, yeah. She, I mean, she because, good. <laughs> because she has these like these these programs, you know, that you usually have to pay for. I don't know if I should be oh, confessing this. Oh, bootleg as in you were doing yeah, it? No, no. The, like basically oh. like people recorded, re- recorded oh. those videos and then just posted them on YouTube. Pirata, pirata. Girl. Yeah. And then like they would only last for like a, a day and then someone would take them down or like I guess YouTube would take them down. So, <laughs> well, that would but literally you work out because you like got to get it in within that day. Yeah. So basically they were like, sh- you didn't need any... No no gym, no equipment. All you needed was your body and they were less than 30 minutes. So that's how I initially got started. And then I also um, started making play, like fitness play dates with my friends. So, yeah, you know, so instead really of, helps, instead of right? happy hour dates, like trying to, to create fitness 100%. dates with your friends so that you can, so you can catch up. 
and also get a workout in. You're like two. What is it I called? Two, two birds kill with two one. birds with one stone. Although let's not kill any birds, though. So okay. Pero, <laughs> there should be a new way for a new word I gotta, for that. Let's come up with a new word. Be for efficient. That. <laughs> be efficient. Pero yeah, so like I started creating like I think it was like tennis states with a friend of mine that lived really close. So we would make these like early morning, which I also realized works better for me is like doing an early morning workout because then Same. I actually do it because a lot of times I'm like, oh yeah, I'll work out after work, and it's like, but mm, then you're exhausted. No. You're exhausted. No, I do it in you the make morning. other plans. Mm-hmm. And so, and then also my friend was really good because she would get upset when I canceled. So it was like, oh, I don't want to disappoint her. Like I can't uh, yeah, cancel. There's totally that commitment, that pressure. To so have that a accountability. Friend. So that's initially kind of how I got started and started, you know, eating a little bit better. And then my phase two um, was after I had my serious health injury. So I think I shared a little bit about it on one the maybe a the previous episode. episode. Yeah. But yeah, I had a cer- let's see, spontaneous cerebral spinal fluid leak. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a freak. It was like a freak accident. I still don't know like why it happened or, or yeah, but fluid was leaking from my spine and I had to lie down for most of the time. And so that was like the first time that That's I really insane. had to pause. And so I learned to meditate and I learned to do all these new things. And I re- also realized that I had. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um you know, suffered from burnout and I wasn't doing a lot of good emotional and mental well-being practices. So that's when I first started getting into that and trying new things around that. But in addition to that, I also became more, started practicing mindfulness more. And so to me, mindfulness um, means being aware of the present moment uh, without judgment. You and know so- what? I'm glad you mentioned that because the other something I really enjoy is from physical activity. I realized that I go on these hikes or whatever and that part of the reason why I think I feel good or going to a, a gym class mm-hmm. is that you're little, you're not you're you're only focusing on that muscle or yeah. that that exercise at the time. So it's all connected. So interesting. No, totally. Yeah. And so through kind of practicing, like, let me be aware, like, why am I doing this? And like, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? And I started thinking about that across everything that I did, my work, what I ate, how I treated the environment. And so that's how, you know, I started looking at labels and ingredients more and just really thinking about, because at that time I thought I was eating healthy, kind of healthy, but I was still eating like deli meat, which I didn't realize like had all these like fake like ingredients, you oh, know, like yeah. the sandwich meat. And it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was eating so much sodium and all these like fake things that are in here. Like anything that has like artificial ingredients is not going to be that good for you. You know what I mean? So, and that's kind of when I started thinking about being more mindful about everything that I was doing. That's also when I decided, you know, that I wanted to, to, to adopt a plant-based diet because I wanted to think about the impact that I was having on, on not just my body, but also the, the environment and, you know, being conscious of how animals are, are, are treated. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. So what, what would you say are some like small steps, little pasitos for someone that maybe is listening to this podcast and they're starting to Maybe we're, we're, helping them, we're helping them think of a few things. What are some small steps or pasitos or tips that you might let folks know could help them on this wellness journey? Yeah, that's a good question. So good, a good question. A good question. We speak with an accent, you guys. We're bilingual. It comes out Get sometimes, you know. <laughs> pero, pero like. Pero like. Tell me more. Pero like. Um, so I think one thing was just really not focusing so much on doing really extreme, really thinking more about like, I want to be a healthier person and la- letting that drive, e- drive how you how you start becoming a healthier person as opposed to like, oh, I have to lose this much weight or I have to do this this extreme diet. But really, because like like you, you, you mentioned earlier, a lot of times weight doesn't really have to do with your health. There's a lot of people that are thin but are not healthy. So that That's not only There's is it not a that. good marker sometimes, but it also... Um, when you focus so much on, on losing, like losing weight being the driver, it sometimes makes it more like a chore and it, rather than becoming more enjoyable. So, so instead focusing on, let me add some things, let me add a little bit of exercise, let me add some more greens. So starting with adding more healthy things rather than like trying to restrict yourself in a really extreme way that, prob- you know, that oftentimes doesn't work. So like, for example, one, um, one app that I use a lot, actually, it's 
from Johnson and Johnson. I'm not promoting Johnson and Johnson. Unless in you want to give us some money, other way, Johnson right? and Johnson, give us some money. <laughs> Pero their their app is called Seven Minute Workout, and it's and it's really great, especially if you're just starting out. So they have like a baseline seven minute workout that that you can do that requires no equipment. I love and, that. Yeah, Everybody's and it's got seven minutes, right? So it's like if you, it's so really again like the hardest part is starting. So if you can just 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 start with those seven minutes, and then they offer um, you know longer. You can do like fourteen minute and twenty one minutes, and it's, it's high intensity interval training, so it's it, it's like maximizes how much you get out I of those. I love it. That's what I do now. I do this this heat, you know, high intensity interval training H I I T. That's what right. I do, and I and I, I love it because you're over it in forty five minutes, right? And you've done so much. And you've done so much, yeah. and it's really good because you're also not just doing straight up cardio, but you're also working out your your muscles and a lot of it, right? So you're like mixing in push ups with like like a leg exercise, and so you're you're activating your 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 whole body. It's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Do you have any more tips? Uh, yeah. So another tip I would say, like what, this is one thing that worked for me. So that like I. I Think about how I'm going to feel after I do something as motivation to do it. So when I feel lazy, sometimes working out, I will think about, okay, well, how am I going to feel after I work out? Oh, yeah. Like, I know that I'm going to feel better. Like, my mind is going to feel clear. I'm going to feel happier because actually working out makes you, it's scientifically proven to make you Endorphins, baby. Exactly. And my body is going to feel better, too, because it got some movement. So thinking about, like, I think about, like, oh, I'm feeling lazy, but I know that if I do this, I'm going to feel like this. Or also when I'm eating, sometimes I'm thinking about how much do I want to eat? How many fries do I want to eat? Right? Like I know that if I eat like a really large portion of fries, my stomach always hurts. So it's like, I, you know, I still like indulge in things, but just being mindful of how much I eat of something and how that's going to make me feel after the fact. I love it. Right. So, I mean, sure. Do you want to share some tips with me and maybe we'll Yes, I'll, I'll show you a couple a couple of tips that I learned from being on an actual meal plan, which is yes. the first time ever, right. really. Um, what I, one of the biggest, like, what a simple change. So, um, well, actually, a couple of things come to mind. As you were telling about, like, talking about adding things, like adding vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's funny because a lot of people have noticed I dropped 16 pounds in early 2019. And, of course, people noticed. And they're like, wow. what are you doing? What are you doing? And yeah. so when I tell them what I'm eating, they're like, oh, you can't have this. You can't have this. You can't have that. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't think of it about yeah. what I can't have. I think about what I can have. I yeah, can have exactly. actually. I didn't find it very limiting at all. Yeah. So my diet, my meal plan was basically increasing prote- protein. Mm-hmm. So I ended up eating a lot of delicious meat, unfortunately, but a lot of protein. Incre- increasing protein, increasing vegetables. If you thought, if, like, if I didn't think about it and the things I didn't have, I mean, if if mm-hmm. I really looked at it, yes, right. it meant like low sugar. Like, no, I didn't have that many sweets. I didn't have that many pastries. But I didn't. I didn't like let my mind be boggled down by what I couldn't have. Yeah. And I focus on what right. I could have. No, so that I would makes say sense. that's the tip. Like, well, focus on what you can have. There's so many things you can have when you're on a plant-based diet or mm-hmm. when you're on a, trying to, you know, like, a, yeah, or be eat, more conscious about what you can eat. Right. But, eat, and even, like, I mean, I think it's, a, like, we all have our own journey in terms of, like, whether we go plant-based or, you know, or, st- or, or eat meat. It's just, like, being more aware of, like, what kind of meat am I eating if that's the choice that, yeah. that I'm making, right? Because if there's a big difference between the types of meat that you eat and, and how good it is for your body, right? Exactly. So, for example, like a good meat, like fried chicken, I would have, it would be right. like a boneless chicken breast. And so a lot of, I ate a lot of protein. I learned about protein and how um, that fills your belly. And mm-hmm. so you're not craving all those heavy carbs that have, don't, don't always have that nutritional value. I also found it very helpful to have two. So part of my meal plan was to have two protein shakes a day, which I continue to have. And and not all protein shakes are made the same. So what I it was something with very low calorie and low mm-hmm. carb mm-hmm. and twenty um, grams of protein. Got it. So did you not have that much fruit? It was it just a little bit oh, of fruit. Did you have any fruit um, in it? Technically, I was allowed to have berries, but I didn't really have. You didn't much put them in that. your protein. No, shake? no. I, I, okay. So I would have like my breakfast, and and then I would have. I, so I ended up having egg whites. So sw- okay. switching from egg whites from instead of regular eggs, which a bit, mm-hmm. every single day I used to have two sunny side up eggs and delicious bread. Now I don't do that. Now I do egg whites, which is mm-hmm. I don't miss the I don't miss the yolk. It's fine. I don't right, as long as you it. like you mix it in with ve- do you mix you mix it's it in to- with yes, veggies? I do that? veggies, some some delicious veggies, some spinach, some stuff. So it got my 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 breakfast, I had my protein shake, then my lunch, then my protein shake. So knowing not to have carbs late at night was really like a helpful tip. Mm-hmm. So I think focusing on what you can have, um, realizing how valuable protein is in your diet was very helpful. I think it's. It, it's all connected, like realizing it's all connected, for example, like just 
but a friend even had to check in on me, like, how are you doing? Like, you're kind of a bummer. Like, right. That's was crazy, like, right? It is connected. I need to go out and work out because it, like, it makes me a bummer if I don't. Yeah. So that was helpful. And then a very simple fix, and I don't miss it at all, is switching from cooking oil to um, zero-calorie cooking spray. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you can okay. get at Trader Joe's. There's extra virgin olive oil cooking spray at Trader Joe's. Zero calories. Wow. So that was really great. I also got some good recipes, which I think I'll put in the show notes if it's helpful. My favorite recipe, which, which is um, the, these very low-calorie, cal- low high-protein um, pancakes. And um, this awesome syrup that has you know zero calories and zero sugar. I don't know how but they do it. Tastes it still tastes just It tastes just, delicious. Just good. And using stevia. So very, very um, simple changes. I never felt like my this new meal plan, like, it was restrictive. Feel, yeah, like I didn't feel restrictive. It was just like a different way to to approach eating, yeah? Yeah, and I continue, even though I'm technically done with my six-week challenge, yeah. I continue to, like, there's those little habits I continue. So no, the, the, the no, cook, no oil instead using cooking spray, high protein, low carb, low sugar. I just continue that, and I feel great. And I also realize that I'm more energetic. Yeah. Even though everybody already says, Brenda, you have so much energy. But now it's like even better. And I like and you I, feel better. I feel better. Yeah. I feel better. And so those are a couple little tips that, and, that I have. And so but what about the fitness part? Because one of the tips that I wanted to share, and then I kind of shared earlier in, in, in how I started making my, you know, my started making changes was accountability partners. So tell, talk talk to me a little bit about the the fitness element and you know how oh, that yeah. I would say it has always helped to have a partner, an accountability partner, for sure. I've done that many times, but for this for this particular journey that I'm on right now, what really helps is that my gym is fucking expensive. Ah, <laughs> and I'm see, like, shit, I paid like, for that. A, I better fucking go. I feel like that counts as accountability, <laughs> 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. Like yeah, my gym is expensive. I love it. It's fantastic. It's a, it, it works. So I will continue to pay the money, like take my money. But as as the guy that, that told me to be part of this gym said, is like, if you meal prep and you don't eat out and you don't go to happy hour, you'll actually save a ton of money which we realized from earlier's conversation is that you can save a lot of money. So I feel like the the savings I've done, I've made from meal prepping makes me feel justified on the investment that I'm making for myself by paying for this gym. So I just want to finish out with a few healthy eating tips. So first, I think everyone, a lot of people know this, but obviously don't skip meals, but most importantly, don't skip breakfast. So breakfast really helps with your memory and your retention. It also helps jumpstart your metabolism. So when you don't eat in the morning, your body actually tells you, it tells you, it it tells your body that it needs to conserve energy. So it's actually like conserving more fat. So it's actually just better to just eat breakfast for that reason. Yeah, no, it's funny because when I was in high school, like I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't eat in the morning, but my mom would always force us. She would like make us this milkshake. I had no hunger in the morning, but she would make us every morning to eat this like milkshake. And it was, and that's how I started getting into the routine of, of actually eating breakfast. You know what? I love that's, that. That's, no, I, that's great. That's good that your mama, your milkshake brings all the moms <laughs> to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good no, job, no, it was good because that's how I, I created that habit. And now it's like something I do every day. And I didn't even know how important it was to, to my Breakfast health. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing that's especially for, for everybody, but especially for our plant-based listeners, um, is, is just incorporating, substituting brown rice for quinoa when you can. So quinoa has a ton of protein. Um, they call it a complete protein because it has like all the essential like amino acids that you would need. So it's just a wonderful, so it's it's got more protein, less carbs, antioxidants, like manganese, fiber, potassium. I love so it. It's like did a, I not just make you a delicious quinoa salad? You just did and it was so good. I had the <laughs> best plant-based meal. Like Brenda fed me and I'm like so grateful for that. Um, shout out to me because shout I Shout out to you, Matraca. <laughs> If I had a matraca again, maybe in a few episodes I'll get my own matraca. I, but made, for I now, made a veggie broth, you guys, which I don't like to say you guys, but I did. No, it was veggie, so good with nopales. Broth. And I don't know if you knew this, but I love nopales. Oh, good. Like I have a nopal on my forehead and like, you know what I mean? You know how they say you that, know, but I feel like no it's like literal literal and figurative. <laughs> you know me. I, mean? um, I love it. Okay, what else? So, I mean, everybody obviously knows eat more veggies, but I was looking into like what are actually the most nutritious veggies. green. Right? So, yeah, green. But So I'll give you a, a list of like some of the top veggies. So spinach, carrots, broccoli, garlic, 
Brussels sprouts, and kale. As you could see, yeah, most of them were green. Carrot made it to the top. Carrot made it. I think it's yeah. It's got a a ton of great things for you. I'm sure I'll have to look that up and we'll include it in the the show show notes. <laughs> and, and and yeah, so so definitely the darker green it is, the better. So a lot of so if you're choosing like iceberg, like iceberg lettuce actually doesn't have it's got some nutritional you know qualities, but if you're gonna eat greens, go for the the darker leafy greens, the better. Okay, good to know. And let's see what else in terms of fruits. Obviously, again, like we want to eat lots of fruits, but um, actually berries are some of the best sources of antioxidants, and they're often also low with low in sugar so they're right. blueberries like, so they're sweet they're, so they're sweet you're getting your antioxidants and you know they're they're healthy let's see what else what else what else what else so um last thing i would say is just like watch out for some of those hidden like hidden unhealthy foods and i mean i think we all know this but like be aware of your your sug- your sugary drinks whether it's juice you know you you might think fruit it's like a fruit juice right but a lot of times it has a ton of sugar so be careful of that when you're going to happy hours think about like you know, what kind of drinks you're getting, right? How much sugar is it? Are you getting a really fruity drink? So just, you know, being mindful of Be that. Be mindful. And in fact, for recording this episode, we have like this zero, zero calorie soda and vodka. There you go. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to share that, Brenda. Um, and also tortilla chips. You know, I didn't realize like how, because they're fried, right? So, oh my god, but they're girl, so good. I know they're so good, but I didn't realize like they have very little nutritional value and like with very few, you're basically it's like basically like a <gasps> meal. So just being you know, just being <laughs> just being careful with those with those kinds of things. Limit it, right? Mm-hmm. Just being you know, it's like I said, it's like, you know, we all should indulge and that's like an important it's important to do, but just being mindful of like what and how much and how often, right? Very good, very good. So we left folks with a lot of great tips. Any final tips, Nana Shayla? I think that's all I have for now. Yeah. Actually, you, you actually shared one with me earlier. Which tell me about I will it. Tell, I'll tell the listeners, which is if, it's good to buy organic, right? Be, buy organic because it's a little better for you. You should be mindful of what you put in your body. But there's- Yes, especially because um, Monsanto, have you heard of Monsanto before? Yeah. So they, you know, they, they create Roundup, which is a weed, um, a weed killer. And they actually, there were two, they just lost two lawsuits where um, uh, Monsanto was uh what do you call it part of the reason why people got cancer or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. so basically they identified them as you know was it carcinogens carcinogens yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. exactly (laughs) so just you know as much as we can limiting you know what food how much pesticides we have in our food and and so in terms of organic it, it can be really expensive and for me being on a budget it's something that i'm really um you know, aware of, because, you know, I can't, I'm not necessarily buying organic everything because of my, my budget, but just really me- being mindful of what foods you want to really purchase organic. And so th- those are generally the ones that don't have, uh, you know, a, a type of shell. Yeah. So, so like I get, I got, I get these mandarinas over from the dollar store because they're really <laughs> inexpensive. They're probably okay because they got, they got a little cascara. Yeah, so that's a, yeah, so that's better. So you know, for your your strawberries and your berries, those are, and some of your 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 veggies. So those are the the types of foods that you really want to try and get organic. Very cool. And I think that you know, like for example, uh, sprouts. If you guys have that in, in your city, sprouts is a is a great place to get you know organic, affordable veggies as well as actually Ralph's has really affordable kale and and things like that. So just you know, I actually because I'm on a budget, I'm always like I, I split my time between different grocery stores depending depending on what I'm trying to get and, and depending on what I know. Is cheap. So, for example, Trader Joe's is really great for quinoa, you know, which we talked about. It's good for nutritional yeast and some other, um, you know, items that especially a lot of plant-based listeners might use. So Trader Joe's is really good for that. But uh, Sprouts or Ralph's and things like that are, are good for some of the, the, the affordable organic produce. Yeah, very cool. Actually, I, speaking of Sprouts, by the way, Sprouts, you should sponsor this episode. I, um, I love the, the vegan vanilla protein Sprouts brand protein powder. I've tried Ooh, a bunch, and it's okay. the one that I that I tolerated. I absolutely love. <laughs> tolerated. No, actually, I like yeah. it now. It's really good. I, I do the chocolate one. So oh, I'm, yeah. I have to try the chocolate. chocolate. So we got a lot of great tips for you all, but um, just to, to kind of get us to our next segment, which is the most fun segment of all of the in the podcast, this is our basura and matraca. So, Ana Sheila, do you have a matraca to give? Yes. So my traca, my, my, why do I keep saying traca? <laughs> traca, traca. traca. So my matraca is going out to, I guess, Dolores Huerta and Gavin Newsom. Like, 
So Gavin Newsom officially declared April 10th, and I think a few other states did this as well, so not just him, but declared April 10th official Dolores Huerta Day. I love it. I love it. So, and by the way, in case you're listening from outside of California, Gavin Newsom is Governor Barbie. That's what I call him. Governor Barbie. <laughs> I know that hair, right? <laughs> California's governor who looks very cute. Looks very cute. <laughs> I actually did not vote for him, but he's he all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like she's had a life. Like, can you think of anyone has that has dedicated more years to activism and fighting for social justice and different causes? Like, she's eighty nine, y'all. Yeah, she also looks damn good children. for eighty nine. Girl, I found that out today. I was looking up her family. I had no idea she had eleven children. Eleven children. Matraca to Dolores Huerta forever. Wow. Um, I will also give a matraca to producer Jeff. Producer yes. Jeff. So producer Jeff is like super sick and he's still here making this podcast happen. Mm-hmm. So shout out to producer so Jeff, for who's him. An, an, an important part of Team Tamarindo. So shout out to him. What about your basura? Do you my have anything basura. to throw in la basura today? Yeah, so I think my basura goes out to, I think we're all aware of uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris that was burning down a few days ago. No, definitely all over social media. So, you know, and while, so I studied international relations in college. So while I, and history is one of my favorite subjects. So like, while I find it actually, I find it sad to, to it lose any sad. historical monument, right? I was just, it was like, what goes to the basura is just kind of realizing, and again, being reminded of what, our media focuses on and it's folk and it focuses on like Western, you know, Western cultures over above other cultures. Right. And so just given the like endless amount of hours of coverage and how many people posted about, you know, the fact that they were at in Paris, like girl, like cool. You went to Paris. Yeah, I looking back at their like, I gotta find that picture from I gotta find the time. picture in Paris and I gotta post it. And honestly, like I, you know, not not like sh- not not throwing real shade at that, but like, you know, it's just I think it's like I think it's good to both be aware, like, you know, feel like, oh, that is sad. And also just like check yourself, like, oh man, like, yeah, I spend more like time thinking about these types of things and not enough on, on some other things. Yeah, that right? goes in La Basura so, for sure. But so I think what's also good that's come out of this is that, you know, people have expressed similar sentiments. And so what a, a little matraca kind of is that like, you know, people are talking about, you know, churches that have been burning. I, for, I forget when what in the in, South. In the there South, was a 21 year old white man so, that burned three churches. Right. And so like people are using also this, you know, this event to help bring awareness to to that and other issues that also require um that that necessitate necessitate how do you say necessitate necessitate equal oh attention right? yeah attention. or you know or more you know <laughs> probably more <laughs> but so yeah well that's a good one i definitely support that basura and i'm gonna give a go to the basura we're gonna throw in the basura um not go to the basura we're gonna throw her in la basura we're gonna throw share in la basura Oh yeah. So I mean, I mean, Cher has been like a pretty vocal anti-Trump. Like she's been kind of like no, on true. the team, right? Yeah. But then lately, um, she decided. You know, as you, you, many of you might have seen in the news that President Toto decided to like say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we're gonna throw all the immigrants over in those countries. Those those, those um, I'm sorry, not countries." Those sanctuary cities. And so Cher decided to say, I understand helping struggling immigrants, but my city isn't taking care of its own. About 50,000 citizens who live on the streets are people who live below poverty line are hungry. Yada, yada, yada. So she's kind of making this case that we got to take care of our own. We've got to take care of the immigrants. And first of all, basura for that big time. And then to quote Maria Hinojosa, who I love, um, Chair, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let's just throw her in in the trash. You know, this this isn't a zero sum exactly. game. Exactly, that's like the perfect statement. It's 100%. not. I hate when people make those kinds of like arguments. It really where it's isn't. like, oh, we should care about this, but like not about this. It's like, no, we should care about this and this. Yeah, we right? can demand a response to homelessness um, and use those same values to welcome immigrants. Yeah, and I think she fails <laughs> to know that actually. Not a not a big percentage, but some of the, some of the folks that are impacted by homelessness, it's part of it is because of their mixed immigration, like their immigration barriers right. and other things. And and anyways, it's just it's just not the right the right narrative. But the sad thing, and this is another another thing to quote from other folks from the one of my favorite podcasts in the thick, 
uh, Julio Ricardo Varela, is that the sad thing is that this, the, the, you know, Cher, who's on the right team, right? She's on our team. The fact that she has these feelings really is not a good indication, a good barometer of um, how we might fare on this election in the 2020 election. Because right. even folks on our side, yeah. quote unquote, can can fall for that trap that we got to take care of our own. Mm-hmm. Rah, rah, rah. So not good news, guys. Not good. And damn it, I said guys again, which I really want to try to avoid. But it's just, <laughs> it's not good. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. I mean it for everybody, gals, guys. Gender not conforming. I mean, all yes. of y'all. All of y'all. Um, so, anyways, basurazo for that. Basurazo. Yes. And then finally, just to conclude, you all, we, we love this podcast. It's so much fun. We do it. It's a labor of love. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of a lot of work. And we really would love it if you write us a review on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Yes. And share this podcast with a friend. We love it. Yes. And, and also, yes, definitely. And also, you know, like, listen to this episode and tell us what kind, you know, what you want to hear more about related to to well-being and health like you know because we can go on and on on there's so much so this was just kind of like our introduction and you know we're excited to see where where we go from here yes i love it so um until next time don't forget Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.